You are listening to The Scope, a podcast dedicated to having open conversations about healthcare topics relevant to our patients and community. Today, we're talking about pelvic health. Let's get started. Today, our guests are Amy Robnett, a physical therapist and the executive director of rehabilitation services at Phelps Health, and Lauren Zwickelmeyer, also a physical therapist at Phelps Health. Welcome to our show today, ladies. We're so excited to have you here. We've never had you on our show before. Thank you very much. We're excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So before we dive in talking about our topic today, I want to know a little bit more about you guys. So Lauren, if you want to go ahead and start, tell us about your career at Phelps Health and kind of what brought you here. Uh, Sure. I love working at Phelps Health. I came here um, about two years ago after I had my second baby. Um, I grew up in Rolla, so I'm a hometown girl. I left to go to St. Louis to get my physical therapy degree, and then I came back to raise my family. That's awesome. Yeah, we were talking before yeah. we started the podcast. Never say you're never going to come back somewhere. Oh, yeah. You and I both did the same thing. Yep, I swore <laughs> I'd never come back to Rolla, and then mm-hmm. here I am. Yes, <laughs> the same. Mm-hmm. And then, Amy, what about you? What has your history been like with Phelps Health? Um, I've been here, it'll be five years this summer. Um, my husband and I, he grew up outside of mm-hmm. here in Viburnum, and um, I grew up outside of Jefferson City, and I've been a PT for probably nearly as long as Lauren's been alive. Um, and, we won't um, talk about that. Yeah, we won't talk about that. And um, anyway, so we were able to relocate back here to be closer closer to family within an hour or so of both of our um, moms now. And so I have enjoyed being here and I've had a couple of different roles, um, most recently as the director of all of, of uh, therapy services and um, focusing on outpatient. So Very cool. Well, I think that's a perfect segue into our topic today. So Amy, let's just dive right in. What is outpatient therapy? Um, So outpatient therapy at Phelps Health, it's full service. PT, OT, and speech. We see anything from the itty bitty babies all the way up to centurions Mm -hmm. um, for a variety of diagnosis. And we have clinics in both Rolla and Waynesville. um, And we have a wonderful team of clinicians with a whole lot of years of expertise um, from new grads to well-seasoned, you know, 30 plus years in the field. So very cool. So today specifically, we're talking about public health for men and women. What are some of those common public health disorders that maybe somebody would need therapy for? Um, it encompasses a lot of different things, but the most common things we see are incontinence, fecal and urinary incontinence, constipation, pain with sexual activity, pelvic organ prolapses, anything that um, pain and dysfunction related to pregnancy and postpartum, um, cancer in the abdominal pelvic area, and uh, gynecologic surgery. Are there any of those types of services that somebody would come in for that's just like a one and done? They would come in and see you that day and then they would never come back? Uh, sure. We give, my treatment approach is to give the patient what they need mm-hmm. and really take their needs into consideration. So, no, it's not uncommon for people to come in and say, I just want to know if I'm doing this right and give me a home exercise program. And to that I say, sure, of course. Most of my patients end up coming for four to six weeks or so. But like I said, I give patients whatever they need and whatever they want. Is it a one-size-fits-all approach to PT, or what does that look like for patients? Um, Absolutely not, no matter whether it's pelvic floor, stroke rehab, torticollis, anything. Me and my colleagues take each patient on an individual basis and create a very individualized plan of care, which is, I think, the value of therapy as opposed to looking up 
exercises on the internet. Mm -hmm. It's because we do a very thorough evaluation and we give you exactly what you need to target your specific problems. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's similar to WebMD, but that's something that I'm really bad about doing is I don't feel good. Let me Google all of my symptoms and then, you know, it's this really horrific, terrible thing. I've got three days to live. <laughs> is it the same with PT as well, where you look at these exercises, but you're not actually getting to the root of the problem? Well, especially pelvic floor is actually a really good example because many times the internet will say, do Kegel exercises, but... um I think they did a study somewhere at some point and like 90% of people don't do a proper Kegel exercise. So if you're doing all these Kegels and you're not getting anywhere, it's probably because you're not doing it right. Or with me, especially with incontinence, you have great strength in your pelvic floor, but terrible endurance. You may have good strength and endurance, but you're not turning that pelvic floor muscle on in time to stop yourself from leaking urine or feces. Which is why you would need to see a PT to work through that to figure out yep. what your problem is. You that's can't figure the, that out by yourself. That's okay. the value in it. Absolutely. Yeah. Really cool. So what are some reasons that somebody might see a physical therapist for pelvic health? All sorts of reasons. Mostly the ones I missed. Um, there's also like athletic orthopedics issues that, um, that can impact pelvic floor function like um, it's not uncommon for runners to have, female runners especially, to have a little bit of incontinence when they run or crossfitters to have incontinence when they dump or do big heavy lifts. Um, and we can also address orthopedics like coccyx pain is a big one. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times back pain and sacroiliac pain also kind of fall into the realm of pelvic health. Okay, so whenever you talk about pelvic health, I'm thinking about a very embarrassing situation. Whenever I was in high school, we all had those. Oh, yes. <laughs> and we had to run sprints. And we ran sprints, I think, for 45 minutes. And whenever we were running sprints, I remember I went to go squat down because I was so exhausted, right? And I, I mean, I leaked for lack of better words, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Is that normal? Is that something that I should have gone and get checked out? It is not normal to have any sort of leaking when you sneeze, cough, run, jump. Wow. Laugh. Like that. Laugh. Mm -hmm. Yep. Anything. Yep. Squat down, stand up from sitting in a chair. None of that is normal. So if you're having anything of that, it definitely warrants um, evaluation. Yeah, really funny. I remember when that happened, I was thinking... It must just be because I ran so much. My body is telling me I'm going to My other muscles will work all Yes. Up. Yeah. <laughs> so what is the pelvic floor? Let's define that. The pelvic floor is this really cool muscular sling that sits at the bottom of our body between our sits bones, our tailbone, and our pubic bone. And its job is to hold those lower organs up and in and give them stability. And it's responsible for continence. Okay, whenever you say continence, what does that mean? Keeping pee and poop in. Okay. And are pelvic floor issues underdiagnosed, overdiagnosed? I think that they're underrecognized and undertreated. I think that we, especially women, have done a really bad job of normalizing things uh, that are pelvic floor dysfunction, like incontinence, especially after pregnancy and it's going to happen because I'm older. It's going to happen because I've had kids. Yep. And uh, sexual pain is another one. Oh, it just kind of happens. So I think it's just under-recognized. And probably not verbalized to physicians oftentimes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we've almost normalized it. Mm -hmm. I think in many cases, yeah. But speaking with many of my patients, yeah, it's 
it's a little bit normalized, but it's not normal. How can patients, whenever they go in to see their PCP or maybe their gynecologist or lady doctor, how can they bring up that kind of awkward conversation? Um, I think being open with your doctor is really good advice for the pelvic floor and everything. And I think a good way to say is, I'm having leakage when I laugh, or mm-hmm. I can't make it to the bathroom in time, mm-hmm. or it hurts when I have a gynecologic exam, or when I'm trying to be intimate. Um, what options are available to me? Great advice, really, really great advice. I know I'm very honest with my gynecologist being a great, but she's really awesome. She's a very easy person to be mm-hmm. open with, right? Yeah, she's but wonderful. Yes, it's not always easy to be open and honest about those really awkward conversations, but I think the more often that we have them, the easier it becomes. Well, and, and with males as well, with men, it's probably even oh, yes. more difficult. You know, a, mm-hmm. a woman is going to have a specialist, their, their gynecologist that they're going to come and see. A man may check in with their PCP only when something's wrong. And so it's probably not going to come up in common conversation. That's mm-hmm. for sure. It's not. So what do pelvic floor issues look like between men and women? What's the difference? There are, there's, a, there's a lot more that's similar, I think, with pelvic floor issues with men and women. Um, the big difference is that women have the babies and there's a lot of things that predisp and there's a lot of pelvic floor problems that having babies this predisposes you to like urinary and sometimes fecal incontinence and pelvic organ prolapse and some types of pain so with males it's common for me to see um, men for urinary and fecal incontinence especially after cancer treatments and prostate removals and things like that and uh, sometimes um, I see men for pain as well, but most of the time it's for urinary and fecal incontinence, just like women. So or it's after nice. a stroke? Yeah, after a stroke. Mm-hmm. You know, after, thanks for bringing that up. Um, it's common to have pelvic floor, urinary, um, and fecal issues after a stroke. Why is that common after a stroke? Because um, a lot of those things are controlled by the nervous system, like there's a really neat interaction between like say the bladder, the spinal cord and the brain and the stroke is basically an insult to the brain. So when you disrupt those pathways, you disrupt the pathways that your brain communicates with your bladder and your rectum. Yeah. But our whole body's connected, right? Yeah, that's why it's so important to take care of our bodies. Mm-hmm. Is pelvic physical therapy effective for everybody or do you have these types of Um, introductory conversations and then you figure out we're not a good fit for you but here's who you can see absolutely and that's with that's with every physical therapy interaction be it back pain or or stroke or knee pain or whatever part of my evaluation is answering the question are you appropriate for physical therapy and if the answer is yes then great but if the answer is no then we send you to someone who can't help you so you had mentioned earlier Amy that Often as women, and even sometimes as men, we say, well, I'm getting older, this happens, I'm just going to chalk it up to old age, or, you know, maybe I just had a baby, I'm going to chalk it up to having a baby, and six months from now, I'll be fine, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Does pelvic health actually deteriorate with age, or is it something that we can control and manipulate and make sure that we keep healthy? Just like every part of the body, we're like, People are like classic cars. We run fine as we get older. We just need a little bit more maintenance. And the pelvic floor is absolutely no different. I love that analogy because 
Everybody loves classic cars, right? They're beautiful. I think so. It's like a fine wine. That's right. Yeah, so are human bodies. Keep they using just, them. Uh huh. They, you're just more predisposed to some issues as you age, but that doesn't mean that it's normal. You're more likely to leak urine when uh, you cough or sneeze or laugh as you get older, but that still doesn't mean it's normal. Mm-hmm. So as you get older, what can treatment options look like? Or even somebody who's young, if they come in and they see you and you say, treatment with us is a really great option. Let's look into that. Let's continue those discussions. It all depends on where your pelvic floor is failing you. So if the issue is incontinent, um, my exam finds out, is it a timing issue? Is it a strength issue? Is it an endurance issue? And then we tailor those exercises to fit that. So if it's a strength issue, then we can use um, weights. You can um, purchase weights on the internet and we can help strengthen those muscles up that way. You can do all different types of Kegel exercises from max contractions to graduated contractions to holds to quick contractions based on what your body needs. And also when you come to pelvic floor therapy with me, you're not just gonna focus on the pelvic floor because this whole area interacts with each other. So we're gonna be doing abdominal exercises as well because a strong core works together with the pelvic floor. You can't have a strong pelvic floor and a weak abdomen. We also do hip exercises because that's part of the core as well. And oftentimes I find people are weak in that area. And the cool thing about the pelvic floor is it contracts with all these muscles too. So if someone's having a really, really weak contraction, I'll have them contract their glutes, their um, hip muscles, their thigh muscles to get some overflow contraction too. Wow. So that makes me want to ask another question. Oftentimes when people have knee pain, they say, look above or below the knee. Mm-hmm. So is it the same with pelvic health as well? Look above or below the, the pelvic to see what's actually going on? It's you. I know, I'm so educated. Physical therapy. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you know, I thought of something else. We haven't talked about kiddos. And so yes. that's something that's really started to take off um, just mm-hmm. in awareness and, and referrals to our clinic as well is for kiddos. Maybe, you know, we've got littles that um, are having extended bedwetting. Mm-hmm. And that's an issue that can be addressed through pelvic health. We've got some that um, there's pain with with urination or with bathroom issues. There's vesicle ureal reflex is a big one. Thank you. That was the have, word I was going to come up yep, with. Yes. Which they get a lot of bladder infections. Mm-hmm. Because, okay. Um, I think a big problem with that is that their ureters, uh, the uh, urine refluxes back up into your ureters and their kidneys. So. Or we have um, sometimes kiddos that just refuse to go to the bathroom anywhere except for home. And so they've held it, held it all day at school and they end up with issues there. Um, so all of those are reasons for uh, maybe pediatricians to consider pelvic health referrals as well. Mm-hmm. So that made me think of lots of questions. <laughs> so my first question is, does weight affect pelvic health? Weight affects all sorts of stuff, just the way it affects knee pain and back pain, but it's just one tiny little piece of the puzzle. You can have perfect health, pelvic floor strength and be overweight. Good to know. So something else you'd mentioned too is sometimes kids, even adults do this as well, right? I know somebody in my family that will refuse to use the restroom anywhere but at home and mm-hmm. they're in their 50s. Or not go while they're on vacation. Yes, <laughs> yes absolutely. <laughs> they'll, they'll go, but not, yes, not yeah. normally, uh-huh. right? So yep. does that affect your pelvic health as well, even as an adult, if you wait too long to use the restroom? Yes, 
What does that look like? What type of effect does that have on your pelvic health? Um, well, a lot of times we see that manifest itself as constipation. So you hold that, you hold and hold and hold and hold. And then when it's time to go, you can't because maybe your pelvic floor is really tight and spastic from holding for so long and engaging those muscles inappropriately. Or maybe your, um, your stool has lost a lot of water and now you've got this really hard stool that's hard to pass or maybe you've got a buildup of stool that's hard to pass. Mm -hmm. And that constipation can affect your urinary system as well. Yeah, lots of things can be going on if we're not regular, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Another question I had as well is stretching exercises. Mm-hmm. How important are stretching exercises? And do you need to stretch your whole body? Do you just need to lay on the ground and maybe stretch your hips? What part of your body is most important to stretch with your pelvic health? It depends on what your problem is and it depends on what your body makeup is. If you're a hyperflexible person with pelvic organ prolapse, stretching isn't probably the best thing for you. But if you're having a lot of pain and pelvic floor spasticity and tightness, then stretches that do put uh, a pressure and elongation on the pelvic floor are going to be appropriate for you. And again, I go back to this is probably why you need to have a conversation with a PT instead of Googling what types of stretches yes. should I be doing for yes. pelvic floor health? Right? Definitely. Because you could be making the issue worse. Mm-hmm. And then by the time they get to you, they've got this huge exacerbated issue, right? Potentially, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Are treatment options different depending on the problem identified? And, you know, how long does therapy typically take? Um, it's pretty individualized. A lot of my patients I end up seeing twice a week for about six weeks. And that is usually plenty for them to feel like they're in control of their symptoms, their symptoms to be reduced and for them to be able to manage this stuff on their own. But like I said, it's very individualized. Some people need a little bit more and some people need less. And what does management look like once you give them their gold star, they're good to go, kind of start Uh handling this on their own? What does that look like for them? Just like any um, issue that requires physical therapy, continuing to do your home exercises that I give you. So for weakness, that a lot of times means kegels of all shapes and sizes uh, for pelvic pain. um, Depending on the issue, there's there's some things that work really well for... um, like pain with intercourse, continuing to use dilators is a big one, continuing to do stretches. You said something that I think is really valuable and worth mentioning again. It's so important to continue utilizing those exercises, those resources mm-hmm. once you leave, right? So I've had ACL surgery and this was, you know, a few years back, but I noticed if I go a couple of days without stretching or going to the gym or really using my leg, it's stiff and it's sore and it makes it worse whenever I go back to the gym. So I do backslide. Yes, absolutely. So I think it's really important if you're going to spend the time up front going to PT or doing any type of therapy, you really should stick with it. Mm -hmm. So who qualifies to receive public health therapy? Can I go in just as a regular person? Do you have to receive a referral? You have to receive a referral from your physician. And what are some of the other services that you will offer um, or conditions that therapists treat? Um, 
we run the gamut. We really <laughs> do. Yes. Um, which keeps it exciting. Um, anything from vestibular or balance issues related to inner ear problems. Um, and patients that have had amputations and we're either looking to um, strengthen them back up in preparation for a prosthesis or we're teaching them to use a new, new limb. Um, hip fractures, the gamut of spine injury, musculoskeletal, post-surgical, mm -hmm. um, joint replacements, athletic injuries, um, lymphedema management. We do a lot for um, cancer rehab, um, which runs the gamut too in terms of strengthening or lymphedema or balance, neurological recovery, those sorts of things. Um, Parkinson's, we have a specialized program for Parkinson's disease called um, LSVT Big um, and LSVT Loud. Um, our occupational therapists may be working on sp specific hand therapy. Speech therapies may be working on swallow or cognitive issues, um, developmental issues for our kiddos, um, pain management from a variety of, you know, mm -hmm. we heard everywhere for every reason. Yeah. Um, so again, PT, OT, and speech are everything. Little bitty all the way up. We've got it all. We pretty much do it all. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like. There's no area of expertise that you guys couldn't help a patient in, right? Exactly. And we have a, really awesome. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt you. Um, aquatics, I just thought of yes. that. So we also offer aquatic therapy, not here on the Phelps Health Campus, but in a, a partnership with the center. And so um, we're able to do that a couple of afternoons a week um, to provide aquatic therapy when needed if, if land-based therapies just aren't what's best for the patient. So that was actually one of my next questions mm -hmm. is where you all offer this. So we know with the center now, but where at Phelps Health do you offer the? We're, sure, we're in the medical office building down on the ground floor, so we're very easy to access. Um, Monday through Friday, our earliest patients come at 7 and our last patients leave at 5 or 5.30. Same thing in Waynesville. Um, one thing we don't offer is aquatic therapy in Waynesville. We don't have the, the mm -hmm. similar setup or, or um, ability to do that, but we've got same, same thing, all three disciplines in Waynesville at the Waynesville Medical Plaza, which is an absolutely lovely clinic as well. I had another question as well, just listening to you talk about all these different services that you all offer. Do you guys have an integrated team approach or is it just a one-on-one? -on -one? Is it a mix of both? We're pretty blessed in that um, our treatment sessions are one-on-one -on -one individually, typically. Mm -hmm. um, depends on the needs of the patient. If it's a complicated issue, neurological issue, or um, or maybe we're seeing them for more than one body part, that happens a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Then it may be an hour-long session, or they may see someone for an ankle injury at one therapist, and then they may see Lauren for pelvic health. Um, but the, the, the beauty of having um, all three disciplines together is even if a patient needs um, multiple disciplines, the clinicians are able to talk together and dialogue and brainstorm, um, whether it's the assistants or the therapists or whatever the discipline might be. And then we're blessed with having so many of our referring physicians right in the same building. So it's super easy to communicate with them. Epic allows us to do quick chats to answer questions or clarify now. Um, so it's really very integrated. And Highly collaborative. Yeah, that, that's exactly sure. the word I was going to use. Sure. So we're nearing the end of our show, but I want to give both of you ladies an opportunity to kind of share any final thoughts that you have with our listeners. Well, I'm proud of our people. 
uh, we're all proud to, to provide um, our therapy services for Phelps Health. And like I said before, we've got folks, whether it's the acute rehab unit or on the med surge floor, if you're an inpatient therapist, um, we've just got a wonderful team of almost, with our support staff and everybody involved, about 65 therapists and support staff. And so um, we're super strong and able to, to um, adapt to whatever the patient's needs are in whatever setting that they're in here at Phelps. Yeah, it sounds very, very Good robust. People. Yes, absolutely. Which is really cool to have in such a rural setting, right? For sure. Yeah. For well, sure. thank you ladies so much for being here today. I know I learned a lot from each of you. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you so much for tuning into The Scope. If you liked our show and would like to know more, check out phelpshealth.org.